Welcome to Fly on the Wall Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Songson, CEO and founder of Church Boom. Here you get to sit in on a live coaching session as I coach pastors through the ministry challenges we all face. If you find this podcast helpful, please make sure to like, subscribe, and share. Hey, today we're talking with my good friend, Pastor Marlando. He's got an incredible church out in Washington, and we're talking about how to build high-performing teams. How do you build them? How do you get your staff operating at the highest level possible? It was a great conversation. I hope you enjoy it. How can I serve you, and what's on your mind? Yeah, so my question for you today is, what is the primary role of an executive pastor, and what should his weekly schedule look like? Yeah, that's awesome. You're at a point where you're, you're kind of shifting into that gear as well, yeah, uh, aren't you? Because you and I have talked about that. So yeah, yeah, I've had an executive pastor since uh, 2017, January yeah. of 2017. Yeah. But I think he's shifting. It seems like he's shifting more into a, to a fine tune role, at least from the time we were together a few weeks yep. ago. Yeah, yeah, and because uh, I think what happens, Marlando, is for you, and I see that other guys do it, is is they're shifting from being an associate pastor to being an executive pastor. And that's a major shift because okay. an associate pastor often is a backstop like in baseball. Whatever ball gets thrown the wrong way, they, they get to catch it. Uh, but an executive pastor has a different feel and a different uh, focus altogether. Um, one thing I always say is, you know, I've talked about it, but it's dreamer, designer, developer. Yep. You know, the lead guy has to have the vision He's the one that God's called. He's the to be the leader of that organization, that church, whatever. He's the leader. He's got to be the dreamer. He's got to be the one that God's given that vision to. That's his job. You've got a, an executive pastor that is able to grab um, the heart of the leader and then do the designing and developing. And it's a lot like building a home. You go and you build a home. You say, this is what I want it to look like. Someone says, all right, they do the architectural plan. You look at it and say thumbs up, and then they start building it. So someone designs it, then someone develops it. Yep. But you got to dream it. The owner has got to dream it. In this yep. case, you're the owner. Mm-hmm. And now you got to have someone that's designing and developing. So that's one thing. They've got to start being a designer and a developer. And I think that's where your executive pastor needs to shift into that role, thinking, i got to do that. Yes, sir. Um, now, there are other things. And I think depending on the size of the church, you know, when you start getting into the thousands, it's like, okay, I got three executive pastors and you divide their roles even more refined. Because remember, you're always, as an organization, when you're growing, you're moving from utility to specialist. You're always moving from utility to specialist. Yes. And so the bigger it gets, the more specialized it becomes. Yes. Where you're at in your size, I think he is an exe- he's the only executive pastor. So he's got to be the designer developer. He's got to be um, dreamer, designer, developer. He's got to be the designer, developer. You'd be the dreamer. Yes. I think he also has to be the one that is working very hard to connect with the staff and bring out the best in them. Yes. He's got to bring out the best in the staff. He's got to create a system that says, I meet with them twice a month, one-on-one, or however often they do that. I know what they're going to do over the next six, nine months, and I'm helping them get there. Yes. Um, similar to a manager or coach of a baseball team. You know, you and I own the whatever, whatever baseball team. Um, we tell the coach, hey, you got this many players. Now bring out the best in all of them and get us to the World Series. 
Yes. At the end of the day, that's all we really want the dude to do, right? Yeah, <laughs> you know, that's true. Bring out the best. And that's the same thing with an executive pastor. You got to bring out the best yes. in them. You got to you got to set them up in points of helping them dream, helping them figure out plans to get there. Okay, youth pastor, let's look at your your ministry. Okay, well, you run a youth group. What are we doing for the city? How are you getting on campuses? How are you connecting with other with other principals in the area? What team members do you need to raise up? What leadership structure needs to change? Hey, worship leader, let's talk about you. Okay, in the next six months, how many volunteers do you need to raise up? How do we need to restructure what you're doing? What's our objectives for the next six months? And then making sure that they get there through a, a system approach. Messages inspire, but systems change behavior. And yes, creating, good. creating that system for all of them, like how do we get them to that next level? I think that's what a pastor has to do, and then uh, an executive pastor. And then I would say the, the other thing is they have to have an intense level of loyalty. Yes. Not just faithful. I, I, they can't just be faithful to Pastor Marlando. They need to be loyal. Faithfulness yes. says, I won't talk bad about you. Loyalty says, I won't let anybody else talk bad about you. They've got to be loyal to yes. that. And, uh, uh and have your back yes. and know that they're going to come to your defense all the time yes. and know they're going to stand with you. And you have to have that trust in that relationship with them. It's a yes. huge thing when you start moving into the next levels of church life, growth and development, and all that. You got to have someone that you just absolutely trust. Yes. Uh, that they're never going to hurt you. Uh, if you live in that constant wondering if you can't trust them, um, that that's that's going to be an issue, and it might be an yeah. issue on their side because they're the ones that are creating that, or it yeah. might be an issue on the lead pastor side because they've been hurt in the past and they're not, they don't they don't have the ability or the wherewithal to learn how to trust someone. Yeah, and uh, um, so yeah, that those are the things that I would look at, and but I think yeah. that's where you're headed. Yeah, no, yeah. absolutely. As we discussed, that's exactly yeah. where we're headed, and you had even mentioned how important it is that he begins yep. to get out of some of the things that he's in right now that's yep. vying for his attention, that's hindering him from stepping into this into yep. this new role. 100%. See, because the more, yes, and he's got to, and, and he needs to work on, um, he's got to move from letting go of certain things. Again, you can't trade time or you can't add hours, you can only trade them. So he's got to begin to start trading his hours. He can't add them. Yeah. No one gets 25 hours in a day, so you, he's got to start trading his hours um, because the thing that we're looking for is not only to free up your time, we have to free up your mind. Yes. Both have to be freed up because if, if he is not handling things on the back, the back end, you're going to end up with what's called details fatigue. You do Ooh, not, boy. <laughs> you do not want to live in detail fatigue. Okay, like, and I got to get out of that because I can tell you I'm there right now. You are, of course you are. <laughs> you know, you and I've talked, and I, I know you're there. Yeah, but you're in detail fatigue. Um, and you, he's got to, he's got to remove some things from his lane. He's got to get into what is mission critical for him, and that's where his time needs to be spent. He yes. needs to focus. He cannot be all over the map which means he might need to eliminate, delegate, automate. You've turned me to do the whole mission critical. He yep. might need to lose all that stuff. 
But he needs to get into that lane. He needs to be able to handle building up the team so that you're not only is you as a lead pastor, your time is freed up, but your mind is freed up mm. because otherwise you live in detail fatigue. He also needs to be the person, and you also want to have a staff that you don't have to keep track of not only your to-do list, but you got to keep track of theirs. You can't do that anymore. Yeah. So you know, you know what that's like. You go back, hey, did you get that handled? Hey, did you get that taken care of? Hey, how's that coming along? Yeah. You don't want that. You want to have the team members next to you where it's like, I don't want to have to keep track of your to-do list. Yeah. And so he needs to be that person too. It's like, I got this. Yeah. I'm driving. I know what lanes I'm in. I'm driving the team. We got this. You and him need to communicate regularly. Yes. Not, not, uh, got a minute meetings. Yeah. You need to have like, Hey, every Tuesday from nine to nine 45, uh, you know, we do, we, we do reporting in and we report yeah. and you, now that's when you go into it. Like, how's this going? How's that going? He's reporting yep. to you. Okay. That's going good. That's going. Okay. Okay. okay great. Let's meet next week. We'll talk. It's gotta be pretty regular, you know? Yeah. It, it, and we do have regular, uh, weekly meetings, but right. what you're saying is very intentional though on the conversations that need to be happening in those meetings. Yeah. And it's okay for you to have a list that matches his list. You can open up your laptop. He opens up his, how's this going? How's that going? Okay, yeah. great. Okay. And he needs to come reporting how everything's going. And he comes with the three or four questions he needs to ask you to continue moving down the direction. Yes. And so you guys come together. Maybe you got a little bit of a list. He's got a list. Okay. Everything's great. He's asking you a few questions. You got to get to that point, and it's going to be it's going to be very uh, uh, crucial for him to get to that to that point where he knows what to bring to you. He knows what questions to ask you, uh, and you are able to walk away from that Tuesday nine o'clock, thirty minute, forty five minute check in meeting that you guys do every week. You walk away and you go like this. You have to. He has to free up space in his pastor's head. Yeah. So that you can start thinking about bigger things. Yeah. You got to think about bigger vision, bigger finances, bigger growth, yeah. bigger property, bigger relationships. You have to think about those things. Yes, yes. But if you get into detail, fatigue, you're never thinking about those things. And yeah. now you and him mm -hmm. are becoming the lid to the organization. Yeah, yeah. You're right. You can't do that. Yeah. So that's what I would have him work on. So you can okay. free up your very, time, free up mind, well. detail fatigue. Very yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, what else you got on your mind today? Yeah. So I would say what my next question is, what is an effective system for retaining first-time guests? Ooh, there we go. Hey, uh, <laughs> the all-time question. <laughs> um, well, um, I, I do think that first thing, above anything else, I think the best follow-up program we can have is a great experience. Mm -hmm. You know, if you and I, I'm in Washington, we're hanging out, you want to try out this new restaurant, whatever. We go there, and it's a bad experience. You may or may not say anything, but probably not going back. Yeah. Now, you go there and have a great experience. It doesn't matter if they send you a follow-up card. You're going back because it was a yeah. great experience. Uh, same thing with, Hey, I went and saw a movie. It was hilarious. You got to go see this movie. 
you're going to go now you're going to go market for that movie even though they don't pay you for it. Yeah. You're going to offer them word of mouth marketing that they didn't pay for it because you had a great experience. So, I think a, the number one thing is is man, let's make sure that we provide an amazing experience on Sunday morning. Very good. Because that is your the experience, the experience on Sunday, your experience, the experience you give them, that is that that is your number one best follow-up program. Because it doesn't matter if, you know, go back to the bad restaurant. Mm-hmm. They serve us, the food is cold, it's horrible, the waitress was mean, the place was all hot, the air conditioner wasn't working. Yeah, I don't know, whatever. Just all like it couldn't have gone worse, you know. If they send you a nice little card saying, thanks for coming and we hope to see you again. It don't matter. You're not going back because the experience was bad. So what happens is we, you know, we can talk about, okay, text in church app or something like that. And and I'm sure you're doing that. And and who isn't doing that? You know, that kind of thing. And the follow up. And then hopefully they come back. You know, the, the gold standard, the gold, gold, gold standard is one out of four. Okay. One out of six or seven is is okay too. But one out of four is great. So you're not going to get all of them to come back. First of all, you got some people that live far away. You got some mm-hmm. people that they were dragged there. They're only yeah. there for a neighbor or friend, whatever. But a percentage you should be able to retain. Yeah. And um, and again, you can follow. I'm a big fan. Follow up with them. Give them the text. Um, you know, what I used to back in the day. Uh, you know, we used to drop off little batches of cookies to first time <laughs> guests. Yeah. I actually personally, there's a big church. Buddy of mine's got a church of about 18,000. And he's like, dude, we're going back to that. And I said, why is that? And he goes, because technology has taken away personal touch. Whereas Ooh. in years ago, it was like, don't bother me at home. Now it's yep. like, I can't believe someone actually did something for me. Yeah. So it's actually coming back. So I think there's some personal touch options that okay. we can do for first time guests that are no longer a burden like they used to be because technology okay. has created a distance from us. So. I think you follow up, you write a little note, you send a little text, you remind them on Saturday, hope to see you again, you know, that kind of thing. Maybe drop off something at their house, send them a little gift, whatever it is, you know, and, and we could talk about that all day long. There's lots oh, yeah. of ideas. Oh, yeah. But go back to that first thing, that the best follow-up program you can have is a great service, a great experience. Yes. And Marlando, the one thing I would say is, that your team needs to feel that every Sunday. Yeah. One thing, one of my favorite things to share in a huddle, you know the huddles. Yeah. You know, you get 40 people together and you have a little huddle. One of my favorite things to share in the huddle is this statement. And whenever I'm in a huddle is, hey, I know that today is just another Sunday for you, but it's not another Sunday for somebody. Mm. Yeah. So, hey, so I'll, maybe I'll kind of, wor- hey, worship team, it's just another Sunday. This is a... 252nd Sunday you've done playing guitar. <laughs> hey, children's team, you know, uh, children's pastor, this is the 39th service you've done this year. It's just another Sunday. You're all walking in, you're grabbing the signs, you know where to put them, you set out the curriculum, you set out the sign in for the children, you put your guitar in a certain spot, you tune it up to a certain level. Like, we all just kind of have our thing because it's just another Sunday for us if we're honest. Yep. And that's, that's okay, I get that. But let's keep in mind, it's not another Sunday for somebody. And then I'll go on to say, Marlando, which steal it and make it your own. I'll say to them, 
You know why it's not another Sunday? Because this morning at 6.15, some mom woke up and has been praying because her adult son is finally coming to church today. Wow. She's been inviting him for two and a half years. She woke up at 6.15 to spend some extra time in prayer because after two and a half years, her adult son is finally going to show up. Wow. And we are not going to let her down today. Yeah, that's good. They need to feel that. Mm-hmm. Because guests don't come with mercy, they come with judgment. They need to yeah. feel that. Like, this is not another Sunday for somebody. This is the Sunday that someone's been waiting for two years, eight years, 12 years, inviting their neighbor, friend, coworker, boss, husband, wife, whatever, son, daughter. This is, this is, a, this is a Sunday eight years in the making for somebody. Yeah. We're not going to let them down. That's really and, good. Uh, and I, that's just something that I have been very convicted by. That we're just like, we're going to do our best. It doesn't mean we're going to hit a home run every time. Yeah. But it ain't going to be because we didn't try. Yeah. So how we act, how we smile, how we deliver children's ministry, how we deliver worship. Let's think about, let's think about that person that it's not just another Sunday for. Yeah, that's really good. So That is I, really good. I think that's an important part of that first-time guest yeah. thing. So that, again, there's a lot of systems that you can do behind that after they come. And, and there's a lot out there. And a lot of people are doing some really great stuff. But, man, I, I go back to, hey, if you like the restaurant, you go back. If you don't, you don't. Yeah. It's that true. It's uh, very true. If they don't like the restaurant, they ain't coming back. Uh, so let's make sure they like the restaurant. Yeah. You know, very good. Let's keep very the main thing. good. Let's keep the main thing the main thing. Make sure that they encounter, have feel loved by people. Yeah. Everything's done with excellence. Their kids are taken care of, and we point them to Jesus. Yeah. And uh, and if they don't get that experience, then you know, doesn't matter. Yeah. So anyway. I don't know. Some yeah. Thoughts, follow-up questions? Yeah, I just love that. And so going back to the huddle, right now I have my youth pastor, Isaac. He's been the one leading that in the mornings, you know, mm-hmm. about, you know, 10, 15 minutes, just kind yeah. of encouraging them and really, yep. you know, pulling them together. So we've been doing that for about two years now, mm-hmm. you know. And so, again, it's just kind of that whole idea of just, mm-hmm. you know, making sure that, you know, we're on point and Yep. Moving in the right direction. Yeah. Well, that's good. Uh, uh, I don't know what he does there. He probably does a great job. But just make sure that it includes a, a vision moment. Yes. Uh, and a moment where it points to what they do matters. Okay. And Vision moment. Yes. Yeah, where it's like, um, mm-hmm. hey, man, let's not forget at the church we're all about blank. Yep. And just this week he can hold up an email. Pastor got this email. You yeah. know, and I just want to read it to you real quick. Or or he pre-plans and says, hey, let's not forget what we're all about. Points over to the youth pastor, points over to the children's pastor. Hey, what happened this mm-hmm. last week? Man, I had yeah. the opportunity to lead not only a child to the Lord, but the mom and dad. That's and really it was an amazing good. moment in my office. Okay, yeah. Now let, letting other people chime in for those yeah. celebration moments because you want to take the story in that huddle to connect it yeah. to the vision and the mission. It's got to connect to the vision and mission. So that way, people feel like, man, what we're doing matters. Always yeah. remember, Marlando, everybody wants to get paid. Everybody does. Yeah. If I paint houses, I own a big contracting company, you come there and you're like, okay, I'll paint houses you know, with you or whatever. I don't know. You, you work for my company on Friday. I'm like, oh, I don't have your check. Sorry, 
and then you're like, okay, all right. Monday rolls around, Tuesday rolls around, Wednesday, Thursday, the next Friday. Oh, I don't have it. You're not going to continue working with me if, mm -hmm. if I just keep making excuses for the check. Yeah. Everybody wants to get paid. Now, here's the thing with volunteers. Volunteers don't get paid with money. They get paid with fruit. Yes. So we have to make sure, fruit is, mm. we have to make sure that we point out the fruit and we connect that fruit, That's that story, good. that testimony to the vision and the mission. Because everybody really wants to get good. paid. But volunteers get paid with their stories, yeah. testimonies. That's the fruit. If they don't hear it, they're not getting paid. Yeah. That's really good. You got to make sure they're getting paid. So yeah. that, I would just make sure that he's doing that. Let other voices happen in the huddle too. Like, hey, tell yes. us what happened. And you yeah. real quick tell us. See, that's yeah. what we're all about. They yeah. got to feel that, man. They got to feel that from the uh, from that huddle. For sure. Yeah, so, very good. Yeah, yeah. What else you got? We got a couple minutes left. Yeah. So what uh, specific training do you recommend for our ministry directors? Mm -hmm. And um, I also kind of tying this question in too is some churches have what they call like a dream team pastor so that mm -hmm. person is essentially is over the dream team right. uh, do you recommend that or is that really falling in line with the executive pastor i i think where you're at knowing your church knowing where you're at been there um i think that uh I think two things one i think each department needs to be that voice of encouragement department leader that voice got to be that voice to those people. So yes. you have this volunteer team, but you have these subgroups. Every subgroup needs to have that worship pastor, lead, uh, youth pastor, whatever, speaking into them, loving on them, encouraging them. Executive pastor needs to make sure that everybody's following that formula. Yes. Okay, because here's what's going to happen. Youth pastor, man, he meets every once a month. Um, with his team or every other month or whatever, and he charges them and they have encouragement. Three times a year they're having barbecues and, and uh, the, you know, uh, once a month during the middle of the month he'll send them a little devotion or he'll do a video. And Okay, now take that volunteer and he goes over to the worship guy or to the children's and like, we don't do anything. Now, what we're doing is unintentionally we are making that children's director and that ministry look bad because... Mm -hmm. This guy is outshining her because they're both following different formulas of ministry development. Yes. They can't follow different formulas. It's got to be, hey, guys, look, you, this is the requirement. Mm -hmm. you, you do three events a year with your team, like barbecue, whatever. Yeah. Uh, and you meet with them at least, you know, every other month or whatever you guys come up with every yep. other month. And this is what's going to happen. you got to yep. lay out that criteria because we yep. just say meet. If the yeah. meeting's not valuable, like, who wants to go to it, you know? Yeah. Um, but I, I, so right now where you're at, dream team, staff member, I don't think that's necessary. I okay. think have the executive pastor create the formula okay. for each of the team members that are, that are team leaders that are leading the teams. Because you don't want, you know, it's like, man, he's killing it uh, in the youth, but they're not killing it in the children. Then yeah. the volunteers talk, who's going to look bad? Yeah. And uh, that's not what we want. We just yeah. want to be like, because here's the thing. We want every volunteer saying, every volunteer. Look, I've been to five other churches in my life, and I've never been so invested in and so loved and so encouraged and so thought of and have the deep kind of relationships on a volunteer team never in my life until I came to this church. Yeah. We want to give them the VIP experience, the Disney experience, make it awesome. We talked about that. We want yeah. to give them an incredible experience. Always, 
because we're creating raving fans. Yep. Your volunteer system will go through the roof if you create raving fans. Yeah. Uh, and if they're not raving, you know, it's like, again, back to the restaurant example. Well, yeah. no one's raving about the restaurant. You're not going to grow, you know. You no, think about like, true. you know, there's certain restaurants that have become nationwide and I've never seen a commercial. Wow. Think about it's true. When's the last time you saw a commercial about P.F. Chang's? When's the last time Can't. you saw a commercial? I mean, you could go on Applebee's all, all day long, Chili's all day long, but P.F. Chang, I'm like, Cheesecake no. Factory. No. But they're Love nationwide. Love Cheesecake Factory. Love yeah, right. it. We and go there every time we're in the city. Yeah. Right. But they're, they're nationwide, but they're who's marketing them? We are. We are, yeah. The raving fans have made them nationwide. Wow. The raving so fans good. at your church will just explode the volunteer team. Mm-hmm. So create raving fans. But yeah, very man, good. Dude, I hope that helps. And all, I hope oh, that helps very today helpful. all of this. Absolutely. Yeah. And man, just know that I believe in you, man. I love your church. I love you guys. Uh, I know we're going to do some more coaching in the future. But uh, man, I just I just believe in you, man. And I just yeah. I think God's got some incredible things for you. So. No, I appreciate it. No, this yeah, has absolutely. been very, very incredible this time. Awesome. Well, thanks for being on the call today, buddy. Appreciate it, man. All right. Thank All right. you. God Have bless you. Have a great right. day. You too.